Today, I want to finish off. I'll make it try. I'll try to make it as quick as I can. See now it's quarter to 12. John chapter 21. So if you want to turn there to John 21. And the key word in John 21 is detail. And we talked about it last week. We only got halfway through. Details are so important in the Bible. Um, I was just thinking Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus is tempted in 4.4 4, by Satan, the first, well, the, his response is, it is written that man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Every word. And see, you got to clue in on the every. You just can't scan the, the scriptures. You got to listen to the scriptures. Every letter in the scriptures is really important. Jesus says in um, verse 18 of Matthew chapter 5, Truly, truly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass from the law until all is accomplished, all is fulfilled. So Jesus, again, is expressing how important the absolute details are. Okay, when you're listening to the details, you're starting to absorb the word of God that much deeper. And you've got to ask those little questions. Why does he put the details in? Because he's trying to get us to use our brain, trying to get us to be critical thinkers. As Christians, we need to ask questions of the leadership, of the, the preachers, of you got to ask questions to God. It's the Holy Spirit that guides us into all truth. If you're not asking God the right questions, give me the wisdom, please, to have a deeper understanding. Your, your relationship is dependent upon how much you understand God's word. It's not just because you're hanging out with him, like putting in the time. It's listening and then obeying. As Brother Mado says, you've got to get the bread out on the water so that people can hear what's going on in your life. By sharing the word of God. And in John chapter 21, we talked about that. He says it's the Sea of Tiberias. Everybody else calls it the Sea of Galilee. And the word Tiberias means good vision, which is kind of interesting because I think the when you interpret words, you get a deeper understanding of what he's trying to get you to use. You need to remember that the Gospel of John is written to your imagination. You've got to use your imagination, your spiritual level of thinking to understand what John is trying to say. This kind of came to me as I was reviewing this. That night, verse, verse 3, that night those guys went out fishing. And they went that night. And you need to understand, this is about two weeks after the, the resurrection. Because the, the resurrection morning was, was the, that Sunday morning. And then a week later, Jesus showed up again and there was Thomas. This is the third time that Jesus has appeared to the disciples. So it's about two weeks. And if you understand the moon cycle, two weeks will give you a no moon, a new moon. So it's totally dark that they're out there on the water that night trying to fish. And I kind of say, and, and then if you look at verse eight, they were in a little boat seven guys in a little boat as a matter of fact the boat was so small when they caught that large fish they had to tow it because they couldn't put it in my thinking there see you, you've got to project and think about what are these guys doing 
Well, I think they're in a bit of a depression. I think they're just thinking, what are we going to do? They were told to go up and meet Jesus on a mountain. But here, Peter's got seven guys going back to fishing, going back into the old ways, going back into what? The darkness. They're just sitting there talking to me. Oh, yeah, they're fishing, but I don't think they're fishing to, to, to make a living at this time. I think they're just gathering their thoughts. You know, you, you, that's what fishing is all about for guys when they go fishing. It, you take two, two or three guys in the boat and, and it's an opportunity to talk and to just to come to yourselves. Well, they caught that 153 fish, which is an amazing number. Again, think about the details. And now Jesus feeds them for the third time on the beach, feeds the seven. But it's the verse 15 to 17. And we've done this a, a million times. And I, I continue to repeat this. Why? Because it is such, it's so valuable in your own personal walk. Because Jesus comes up to him and he says, Simon, he doesn't call him Peter. Why? Because he's saying Simon. Simon means listening. Peter means little rocks. Peter doesn't have rocks in his ears. He's saying, listen to me, Peter. Simon, son of Jonah, Jonah the prophet, who, when told by God to go to Nineveh, jumped in a boat and sailed away, which is exactly what Peter's doing. That's why when Peter saw that it was the Lord on shore, he threw himself into the sea. The only way to calm the storm was for the sailors to throw Jonah into the sea. See, he's trying to bring us back to this idea of Jonah. You become a Christian, what are you going to do? Run back into the world of darkness? Or are you going to cast your bread on the waters? Are you going to put it to work? That's the stuff you need to think about. So Simon, son of Jonah. Now here comes the details. A lot of commentators will say, don't, don't worry about these details. But he says, do you agape me? And Peter responds, yes, Lord, you know, I, I like you. I, I phileo you. Then feed my lambs. He's distinctly using the difference between agape and phileo. Agape is that, 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 uh, superior spiritual love that's the kind of love we have to have for other people it's intellectual love it's not because the you guys play soccer it's not because you guys like chess it's not because of similar ideas it's you agape because christ has told you to love your enemies told you to love the world this is a commitment type love it doesn't matter what the other person does peter says i phileo yeah i like you I don't love you. I like you. You know, you're really, you're a really good guy. Well, okay, feed my lambs. And he says a second time, do you agape? And Peter says, yes, you know, I phileo. Well, okay, shepherd my sheep. And then the third time, Jesus changes it and says, do you phileo? And Peter was disappointed and sad because Jesus said, do you phileo me? And he says, you know all things, I phileo. And he says, okay, then, then, then what? Feed the sheep. The lesson here is when you first become a Christian, you don't love God. Oh, you phileo. But love is commitment. It's when 
two people come together and they get married. Oh, you know, they're really liking each other. And over the years, over the time, you learn to do to truly love one another so much so that when the, the other person is going through major surgery or the other person is 80 years old and, uh, you know, gnarly and all wrinkled up, you still love that person. It's not that likeness. It's that love. It's that commitment. You've learned to grow together. And what Jesus is saying, if you want to grow with me, if you want to grow into agape, you have to start feeding the lambs, shepherding the sheep and feeding the sheep. You have to start by working with the body. And as you start by working with the body, teaching and working with people, you become effective. And now you can start reaching out into people that's out in the world. If you don't learn to, to, to do studies with the brethren, if you don't get into that love of, of having that study, are you going to reach out to the world? If you can't teach a brother, can you teach the world? But my brother already knows this. Well, of course, iron sharpens iron. Man sharpens man. Our job is to practice on one another so we're proficient when we get out into the rest of the world. That's what Jesus is saying. If you want to love me, you're going to put this word of God into practice. You're going to work with one another and you're going to grow. If not, you're going to bury it under a rock. And we know what happens in that parable of Matthew chapter 25 of the guys with the talents. And I want to finish off John 21. So I got five minutes. So hang on to that. And then as they're walking along the road, Peter looks over and he sees John following them, right? Verse 19. And he's when, when he had spoken this, he said to, oh, no, I'm sorry. In John 19, Jesus says, follow me. That's what you got to, that's what you got to focus in on, following Christ. Don't follow men, follow Christ. Peter, in verse 20, turns around, saw John the disciple whom Jesus loved. And in verse 21 says, Lord, what about this man? What about John? We're too busy worrying about other people instead of worrying about our own personal relationship with Christ. And Jesus says, if I want him to remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. You've got to follow Christ. You can't start looking around at other people, right? Don't worry about what other people are doing. Encourage them. But understand what we're, we're all first Corinthians chapter, what chapter 12, 15, no 13 for with one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek slave or free, all made to drink of one spirit. The body is not one member, but many, if the foot says, because I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body. It is not for this reason any less a part of the body. If the ear says, because I am not an eye, I am not a part of the body. It's not for this reason any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now, now underlying this one, God has placed the members, each one of them in the body at just as he desired. So God's put you in the body just as he desired, not as you desired, not as somebody else desired. Do what you feel is your talent. Put it to work in the ministry of which you find yourself at work, at play, in your community. 
That's what Jesus is calling for us to do. Don't be worried. We, we so worry about other people. We, we, we so listen to the news and hear about all this. Just follow me, says Christ. Just follow me. Keep it simple. You know you're doing good. You know you can't win the world. You can't change. But you can change this little part of the world. And enough people are focusing on their little part of the world. Maybe some things can really change for the better. Don't take on the way of the world. Just listen to what Christ calls for you to do. Be an active part of that body of Christ. And start by what? Feeding. Learning to study with one another. And here's a verse that I've always just read past, right? Big deal. Who cares about this verse, right? Verse 25. And you've got to listen to the details. You know, people say, oh, well, you know, the four Gospels, it's all about Jesus. You know, it's God's son. He does this. He does this. He does. It. You know, it's all bragging about Jesus. Well, it's not. It's all about teaching you. By using Jesus' life and activities, how to learn to what? To change, to learn to love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. And now listen to this. There, there, and there are also many other things which Jesus did, which if they were written in detail, I suppose that even the world itself would, would not contain the books that would be written. So what are you picking up here? Well, what, what I, I, I'm seeing here is that in everything that Jesus did, everything, he had a love for other people. And he would serve other people. He would see to their needs. Every time he looked at somebody, he saw the need. Well, he knows their need. He knows they're lost. So how can I help this person? How can I help this person to come into the body of Christ? But in everything he does, he was looking for the need. And he was so focused. He was so focused on pouring out his love that that simple three-year three ministry, the world couldn't contain the books. Now, I can't come close to his love, obviously. But the question I need to ask myself, If there was going to be books written about my spiritual life, would there be a book? Would there be a chapter? A paragraph? Okay, how about a sentence? I just need to never measure myself up to the people around me. I need to appreciate the people around me and the works that they're doing. But I need to measure myself up to Christ. And hopefully my life is going to amount to more than just the dash that you see on a headstone that says born in 1955 and then died in 2060, right? And there's that little dash. Hopefully my life will be more than a dash. And it's only going to become more than a dash if I learn to follow him. And what has he told me? Feed the sheep. Tend the lambs. Shepherd the sheep. And don't worry about other people. Just worry about yourself. 
there's enough there to worry about when you worry about yourself only. It's all about listening for the details and making a self-application, not pointing a finger, but just thinking about what am I doing? Am I casting bread upon the water? Or I'm still in that stage of being the fish and eating the bread. That's a good stage too. Bread for food for thought. Thank you for listening.